Welcome back to a second series of Leash Connects podcasts, where we meet more of the dedicated people who are there to support you and your community in the wonderful county of Leash. So my guests today are Tom Finnerty and Liam Ramsbottom. Tom is a chair of the Board of Management in Offaly Local Development Company. Tom has a lifelong history in community activism and volunteer work. is also the founder and chairperson of Tullamore Main Shed. Tom is also a life coach and practitioner in rational emotive behaviour therapy, working with young people in crisis. He's also a training provider for the HSC with mental health programmes such as Safe Talk and Understanding Self-Harm. Liam is the SICAP team leader with Leash Partnership Company. Liam has worked in the community development sector for over 10 years after a lifelong career in the training and financial services. His work is now focused on enterprise development, which helps bring people from unemployment to self-employment. Liam is also very much involved in Leash Men's Sheds. Guys, you're both very welcome. This subject is probably one of my more favourite subjects to talk about because it ties in with my interest in longevity. I love the study of what keeps us well as we grow older in life, what keeps us healthy, what keeps us engaged, what keeps us active. So the subject of retiring, especially for men, is a subject that I'm really interested in. So I'm really, really grateful that you guys have volunteered (laughs) to come in to have a chat today about this. But maybe... Start with this, Liam, if you don't mind. Like, is there life after work for the retired man? In your experience working with the main sheds in Leash, I suppose I could talk about it personally first, and then also dealing with the different guys I meet in the men's sheds. I'm looking at maybe seven, eight years myself, working life coming up to 65, and I'm certainly hoping there is life after 65. But it's thinking about psychologically, physically, like we are living longer, people are living much longer, but it's to live well. That's what I would want as well, that I would be still able to do things physically, to be able to be mentally active. Maybe I'll have grandchildren, can I deal with them? I still want to travel, so all of that stuff. But when I'm thinking about work, I love structure. I love going into work each day to have a structured nine to five or whatever it is. And I'm thinking after 65, I'll have to plan coming up to retirement, in my view, what I'm going to do when I retire, because I need to fill that void or that space. So do I take up a hobby? Do I maybe do some part-time work? Do I do some consultancy? Or maybe I might join one of the men's sheds. I'm even thinking of joining one already where I live in Mount Rat. The guys have a great time there. They would range from mid-50s up to late-70s. And you go in and you sit down, you have your cup of tea, you can do woodwork, you can do art, whatever you want. But for me, it's a sense of community. You go in and sit down and what's happening in your life, what's going on health-wise, what's going on with family, things like that. So it's a community feeling I love there. And I'd love to hopefully be involved in some group, whether it's a men's shed or whatever it is. I like people. I like talking to people, I like listening to their stories, I think I'm a good listener. And when I'm at home, especially in the last year working from home, I found it difficult not being in connection with people. And then I was thinking, putting myself forward seven years, what if I'm sitting at home in eight years time looking at the four walls? No, I don't want that. I want to feel involved in society because I think there's a risk when you retire that you could fall off a cliff. It's like, what's my spot in society? Am I a husband or father, worker? And now what am I? So where do I fit? How does society see me? How am I useful? You know, it's 
it's nearly kind of an emasculation. You could feel, I'm no further use, I'm 65, I'm out the door, I've worked 45 years, where do I go now? So like, work gives a sense of purpose yeah, to Yeah, to, to me, men. definitely. And I feel from the guys I've met in the men's sheds who've worked for many years, some of them still miss that feeling of purpose. Like they would do things in the shed, but they, I, some of them would still say, how do I fit in? So nobody cares about me. I've heard people say that. And then on the other side of it, I've seen lads who are just love it, love the men's shed and love going in and out, organising this, getting on committees, looking forward. So there's a kind of a mix of attitudes, I suppose, feelings. It's how you view your own situation. You know, everybody could become 65, but everyone views it in a different way, I think. What about for you, Tom? Do you think there's life after work for the retired man? Very directly, yes, I do. And there never was as much life after work for a man. But what I find is, and I'm, I suppose, speaking in general with men and from around the sheds and men that's not involved in the sheds, when they want to retire, they're not prepared enough. So they don't appreciate that, yeah, we can do this. Absolutely. We have guys in the shed who has retired, worked all their lives. They look forward to coming in every morning, giving back to the community, doing something, that purpose to get up in the morning. So absolutely, there is a life after retirement. And we'll probably cover it later on, but we do need to look at that prior to retiring ourselves and to put little structures in place as to how we go about doing it. Life can be so busy, in fact, too busy at times, because there's so much stuff you can do and there's so much stuff that men can give back. If you look at awfully in leash, maybe long for that to minute, what's going on with the board of Mona and this changeover with men finishing up prior to their retirement, just finishing. An awful lot of them, well, they're upset naturally and they don't know what they're going to do and they're just trying to find a role and a place in life. I think myself, there is so much to can do, but they just haven't realised it, they just haven't sat down and thought about it. So is that a conversation that we should be having with ourselves? Or should we even be having that conversation with each other? Absolutely. Of course we should. If we're talking about wellness and we're talking about what we're going to do and we're talking about getting up that Monday morning after we retire or we finish up on a Friday evening, you need to have some sort of a little structure in place and you need to be thinking about it and say, what am I going to do in order that you can achieve this changeover? Because if you don't, on Monday morning, where am I going to go today? I'm talking to men every day of the week. Here lies the problem. Very short term after men retire, they start going back into this because they don't know what to do. They don't know what's available out there. Some of them might, but I do honestly think that we need to put a structure in place. Employers, the government needs to put a structure in place for men that is retiring for about 12 months beforehand where they can maybe take a day off and go to the lake of a men's shed and have a look and see what's going on there. Jeez, I can do this. You know, this is great. I didn't know these guys. I thought these guys were here smoking pipes and telling lies, which we do sometimes, which is okay. <laughs> but... It's to give them back of what we have learnt in our lives and it's the sharing of information. But it's also, it's my first time to meet Liam this morning. It's through the men's sheds and yourself. So that's what it's about. It's about getting out there. But I suppose before we decide that we are retiring and we're returning in six months to take that little effort and talk to someone and say, look, what do you think I should do to try and make myself ready? Employers need to see it. Government needs to see it. And I'm willing to bet that we'll cut back an awful lot around the mental health issues that men are having at the present minute because loneliness, to be quite honest, men can't handle loneliness. Women, to a certain extent, are stronger individuals when it comes to being lonely. Men aren't. They put on this, oh, it's great, sure, I can do what I do. But when they go home and they go in in the evenings, maybe their partner has passed. I'm telling you, that's another life. We have guys in our shed that would tell you that this minute. 
that all leaders have to share the comment and they didn't know the shed, some of them didn't know the shed existed. Until someone said to them, why don't you go into the shed and tell them more? She was that. They had this illusion that we're in a galvanised box. You know, people have, think it's an actual shed. There's so many things, like, but they really need to take the courage and investigate it, Anthony. And I think myself, a bit of guidance, asking men to do that is fine. But I do think they need to be supported around that. And that's where our government needs to step in. And that's where all of the agencies, the awfully local developments, the leash partnerships of this world, we need to step in and say, look, we want to put a programme together here where man's retiring in 12 months' time in his job. He gets a day off a week or whatever it is where he can go into a men's shed, into anywhere. Start doing a bit of craft. It doesn't matter where. It doesn't have to be mentioned. But once it's something that's productive for them, so that when they're finished on that Friday evening, they know when they're going home that Monday morning, starting a new life, Monday, I'm going into the shed. I'm going into the shed in Mount Rath. I'm going into Tullamore. I'm going to see how that is. And I have been there. And the lads are lovely. And, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm not at home. Is that structure really important for a man? In your view, can men not do that well without that structure? Can we not sit back and enjoy the, the quiet time? Not needing to have the phone ring, not needing to say send the emails or you know be on a building site at a certain time or be on a factory floor at a certain time. In my experience, the majority of men don't do well without structure, without their work, without something to look forward to. There probably are some men who are able and maybe plan themselves and I'm going to travel or I'm going to volunteer or I'm going to do crafts or whatever maybe join a men's shed but I think the majority of men and including myself we like structure and I think loneliness is a big factor that's coming out in the people I've talked to even for myself like I'm living alone and at weekends sometimes I feel at a loss and there is a loneliness there as well I don't have a partner so again for men who either are single or who have lost partners who are coming up to retirement are to me a red flag there danger you know they mightn't be looking after physical health they might be looking after the mental health so they get into a kind of a days just pass by so I think society, the government, everyone needs to look at it. We're an ageing society because a higher percentage of people at the higher ages. So what you were saying, Tom, about planning beforehand retirement, I think is very important. Whether it's a year, whether it's two years, some sort of a programme that people can sign up for. So then when you do come to retirement, there's not that falling off a cliff because if you say someone retires at 65, well, with the way health has improved, you could be living to 85, 90. Whereas years ago, the 65 was set and people probably on average didn't live that much longer. But now you're looking at quite a long distance afterwards. So you're looking probably at the cost of, if you have your mortgage paid off, fine, but then medical costs come into it. There's worries about that. There's worries about your health. So there's lots of worries can impinge on you. And how do you get outside that to do something you enjoy? So retirement shouldn't be a time of despair, people sitting at home. Because I get referrals as well from people who would live on their own and have very little contact with society. And I've tried to draw them in to the men's shed kind of things and it's very difficult so pre-planning to me is the key if we're trying to solve it afterwards it's very difficult I met one man he's 69 and he has had a traumatic life so he now lives in a, a sort of a one bedroom flat it's not in great shape he's not in great shape I bring stuff to him maybe woodwork to try and he does a few things but he just wanders to town he says I'm invisible if you said to somebody did you see so and so up to town no I never saw him but I can notice him and a couple of other guys just walking around the town and that's just one town so they're falling through the net the sheds are great because they get people in and I think it takes time for somebody to accept and want to go to a men's shed so there's a period of thinking about it in my view so for me and in fact I've been thinking about it for the last year for myself what could I get out of it and would I enjoy it and now I really want to join them so it's not like someone retires at 65 and suddenly they're presented with so I should go on down to the men's shed there has to be a preparation side to it I think I agree with you 100% and do you find that once 
to come into the shed and to come and nod the into it, that they begin to enjoy it and they actually look forward to coming in to test and they're filling the waters and they have that time to do that. And that's what I'm talking about the structure. If they're to try and do this, they're going through a stressful period returning to Friday evening, not knowing what to do Monday morning. And to try and say, I, I'll go into the shed. Nine times out of ten, they won't. Because, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I need them in there. I don't know this, that, and other. And that can be a blocker. But this is where I'm saying that it is important that the programme is in place. There's someone there to say, right, Monday or Tuesday or whatever it is, we'll go and we'll spend the day in the shed in Montserrat. See how we like it. But men test each other too. Even when you go in, you can see, you know, someone will say something to you, a bit of banter, and see how you banter back. Absolutely. Because I found I was tested even when I started going to the men's Sheds. lads be kind of looking at you first who's this lad coming it's in it's their way of getting to know getting you getting to know and, you and so getting there's to a bit understand of a, that you're fit for the banter and, yeah. and this that and other and that's it's all oh, part, it is part and parcel of, yeah, it's of a it. male thing yeah it's a male thing you know it's so we haven't changed since we no, were teenagers no, no. <laughs> not really there's, there's still a teenager element to it there's a bit of crack you know people slagging someone and one man came in uh, he had a serious operation and Johnny says to Tom, oh, yes, Tom, you're still alive. I am alive indeed. But he was delighted he was asked about the illness, but not in a kind of emotion sort of way. It was recognised. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, recognised. Yeah, oh, you're still here. You won't get rid of me. So that's the kind of, I see a lot nurturing of that, that men do that you wouldn't notice really. It's banter, but it's, we're looking after you, you know, we're seeing how you're getting on. It's definitely family. It's family. And, and it's family. We, have, we have spoke about that in Tullamore seven times. Do you know what? We're nearly like the mafia. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're so family oriented. We're concerned about each other. And I see that. Lads, lads, Jesus, how was Tom today? He wasn't in. Is everything all right? Will you ring him and see, is he okay? And I know him myself. He has to tell me he's gone somewhere. And I'd say to him, but just the fact that he didn't say it before he left. I can see it. I can see the compassion. And men are like that. They might not like to say it. And we don't like to brag about how soft we are or how soft we feel we are, which is rubbish anyway but we are concerned about each other and we do we find ourselves talking about issues that you would probably talk to a psychologist or something and an awful lot of that has helped across the table with a mug of tea and a slice of bread can i ask about the loneliness you mentioned loneliness earlier yeah are men still reluctant to talk about something like loneliness are we still afraid to say look this is how i'm feeling yeah the word lonely i've never heard anyone really say that out loud they might say, I've, I was at home there for the weekend and there was nothing going on, you know, that sort of stuff. And then someone else say, well, I, I was away, I was doing this, that and the other. But I haven't heard them come out and say, I'm lonely at home or I'm lonely in life or I don't have a partner. We just don't seem to be able to get that word out. What would help with that? Just when you were mentioning earlier, Tom, about preparing people, maybe over a year or, or 24 months, should men also be prepared or learn those skills, those sort of communication skills to this communicate. Would be, this absolutely would be part of the package I'm talking about. It's different, especially if a man loses his partner or whatever. You know, these things happen accidentally. It can happen over a period of time. And it's devastating. The lads won't mind me saying, because I've said it several times, even to try and cook for themselves, even to try and do stuff that they normally wouldn't be able to do. It's so stressful for them. Again, we go back to the structure. We go back to, I don't want to call it pre-learning, but it's back to the preparation of what's coming the next page. Once you turn this page, it's a new page. And how are we prepared for that? We might be fine and healthy and our wives, God bless them, might be fine and healthy. But are we prepared for a couple of years down the line if the tide turns a little bit? Mentally, men block that out. They don't want to deal with it because, again, it's the macho, it's the ego, it's everything. We sort of block out pain and emotions yeah. we're breaking the ice a little bit inside because lads will say Jesus you know over the weekend I felt a bit lonely to be honest it was lad this Monday and I'm back in 
That's a good thing to hear. Yeah, yeah and yeah, it, yeah. It, like to hear that means that you're achieving something. We do yeah. talk about this, and it's about talking as well to each other. We do talk about this a lot over the last couple of years inside in Tullamore now, and I find it a very useful tool for people to be able to come in and express their emotions, how they feel. How are you feeling today? And if you're not feeling it goes, just tell us. Let us know so that we understand. We don't think we're off or something like that. And, and lads know that. And they'll say to you, look, not really in form of chatting today, but just not a great day. That's fine. If you want to chat, we'll have a chat. And it works. What you're doing is, Anthony, when you get inside and you have six or seven guys in the shed, some of them mightn't have ever met and they've only met in the last number of months and they're involved in the shed and wants to get to know each other. And they find, the build confidence in talking a little bit about their life. I'm talking to you about my life. You're talking to me about yours, the tough times you had. I'm telling you and I'm brave enough to tell you. And over a period of time, that confidence builds and builds and builds. And they don't mind saying to you, you know, it's a shocking bad weekend. There's no one around and I wasn't in great form. It's building trust as well. You're so building up what that you give trust. You, what you, you give get out, back, you get in, back in a way. In the you know, so if you're yeah. willing to... Reveal. I heard you talking earlier about doing wood carving. You have your raw piece of wood and you keep chipping away and you're chipping away and you see nothing for a while. But all of a sudden you begin to see the shape of the owl or the eagle or whatever it is. And it's the same with work, the same with men. You begin to say, you'd be surprised someday, Tom, can I have a chat about something? I don't know, sort of, what do you think could I do? I'm not able to do this at home and it's stressing me out a bit. Men don't do that. But now, once to build up that trust and the camaraderie is there, and they know that everything that stays in the shed, we have one rule, what goes said in the shed stays in the shed. And I think if you build deep friendships, so you might meet somebody outside and you get on with them really well, but that's as far as it goes. In a men's shed, it comes slowly. That's right. So men won't You're chipping initially away give everything to you. They kind of assess you, you're assessing them. I do find over time that you build a much, much deeper, closer friendship and community with them. And we've had a few, unfortunately, sad occasions where some of the men have died in the sheds and they've really come together to support each other. We've had that experience a year next month. One of our members, Lord Emerson, died of a heart attack in the shed and he it brought a huge bonding to the members. Huge. You know, that this is reality. This is life. Now, it was traumatic when it happened. It wasn't nice. We did what we could and we have a picture of him in there and we remember him and all the partners every now and again. And it's nice to be able to do that. And I think they appreciate that and family appreciates that. But what it did for the men was I think it brought a huge realisation that this is life and this can happen any time. And the man that passed away... He was among his friends and that's the one thing his family said to us that they were so delighted in the sense that of where he was when this happened because he was with the guys that he wanted. He came in every day and he was where he felt he was loved and he was looked after and felt where he was wanted and he had the reason all the time to put his trousers on him every morning. That was his reason getting up and going into the shed today. The mortality is there all the time too if you're thinking about it a bit more and as you get older along more will it be a healthy will it be something i enjoy and then men being together you bring each other through it we had a little prayer thing before he was taken away we said a few prayers we have mixed religions and we looked after that and we remembered him after six months and his pictures there and the lads coming in sees that every day he's coming up to his anniversary now and the lads are talking about it already because we have done everything in our power that we feel was needed to be done. And now they see, or oh God forbid, if this happens to me in the morning, I have a family here outside my own real family. These guys are going to look after me. And that's a big thing that men that's would, would think to themselves and maybe not say it out loud too often. Sure, nobody would miss me if I was gone. Sure, why would they miss me? If you're in a community and we kind of lack community 
as a society maybe overall as well. But if you're in that little shed community or whatever it is, you feel you're part of something, you feel you're giving back. We're working with the community, like Port Arlington Men's Sheds. Their chairman sadly died last year. Before that, they had built a buddy bench for a local primary school and we brought it down and the kids came outside and took photographs and sure the men were absolutely delighted to be given back. The kids were loving the interaction and they gave him a lovely send-off as well then when he passed away the school itself did a tribute for the man who died, the chairman. So it's feeling that there's something to live for. I can be part of a community, not only a small community the men's sheds, but also linking in maybe to the town with the tidy towns, linking in with schools, even showing the thing we're thinking of doing is there's a lot of men with really great skills, especially in woodwork, and it's not necessarily been passed on to a younger generation. So we're thinking of linking up with a couple of schools that would bring in young lads and the men in the shed would show them the kind of the art of working with wood that they would have learned. So that's giving back to the community as well. I think that has huge potential. Is that sense of community then for a man that's retiring or the retired man, for a man that's not involved in the men's shed or is maybe not wanting to get involved in the men's shed? Like where else could he get a similar sense of community or connection that you're talking about? It's not everyone in men's shed suits. It's not every man. What I say to men is, the men's shed doesn't suit. There's so many different things you can do out there. You can still volunteer. You can go down to Vincent de Paul. You can go in anywhere like where your services and your life skills and your life knowledge can give back some of that. You don't have to sit at home and say, well, I don't want to mention so there's nowhere else to go. That's not true. There's a sea of the world out there of stuff that men can do and take part in. Tidy towns. It could be, as I say, a charity shop. It could be doing something for the neighbour down the road. It's all about keeping themselves occupied and keeping themselves busy and not sitting at home pondering and thinking, what's going to happen to me in six months' time? Am I going to be still like this? I can't go, I can't do this. Because that's where the problem lies. See, part of the pre-planning, as you talked about, could be, well, what would you like to do in retirement? So these are some of the options. For example, you're involved in a GA club. Would you like to continue working with them in some way, a soccer club, whatever it is? We have in Leash services to the elderly people of Port Leash and Leash, where we have a group it's a social enterprise where men could go out and maybe cut the garden for an older person, do a bit of painting, do a bit of work in the house itself. And that's getting that person maybe who's living on their own has a connection because there's someone coming in to help them as well. You can volunteer for that. So there's loads, but they need to be nearly presented to someone. We don't think of these things. We started looking after old people. We do a few now. Obviously, with everything that's happened, we'd cut back a little bit, but coming out now and we're getting stronger again and a couple of men might go down and mow a lawn for an old person. They might repair a door or they might just bring a new door and fit. And they'll spend, it could be 20 minutes work, but they'll spend two hours there, two and a half hours, and they'll be chatting. And that's the whole thing. And they're coming out there. Do you know what? I have done so much for that crater today. And they know that coming out, which they may not know never have thought about that before. I'll give you a personal story about it, if you don't mind. So my mother, a couple of years ago, she got a stroke and so she was very sick, but we were minding her at home and we wanted to get a little bar along the wall so she could walk along to the bathroom. So we contacted services to the elderly in Port Leash. Two men came out, had a look at it, put it up. They must have been there for two or three hours doing it, but also chatting to my mother as well. But when they went, every time she went to the bathroom, she would say, was that a great job? That was an absolute brilliant job. I love that. See how that feels? And so even that simple thing, Meant, so, meant much. so much to her and the lads who came were so nice as well and so chatty and how are you getting on but that kind of stuck with me it's still it's still with me as a, a very emotional thing and how much help that small job had given to me but also to my mother because a connection a connection yeah yeah 
So every time I had seen that afterwards, I look at that and the whole thing comes back into my mind. That's what they did and she loved it. It's little things that can make a huge difference. So for men, back to retiring, it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It's not a huge riddle to be solved. There are simple things that can be done. For the guys, Liam, that have done that little job, they're walking out there so proud. Oh, delighted, yeah. I've done this for that creator in there today. I'm delighted. And this is why I feel good. It's the feel good factor. And there go home. Jumping. Looking forward to the, the next time, job. Looking forward to the next one. Yeah. Nothing like that. It's lovely to get out and be chatting. Some of our lads will go down to do something for someone if we can't have today. And I'd be, where the hell are they going to? Are you all right? I'd say, yeah, no, we're drinking tea here. We're having the chat. Well, it's good for them and for the person they're working absolutely, for. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Or even a little bit of shopping. We did it, picked up a few little bits or pick up a prescription for someone, bring it in, maybe trim the hedge. And do you know, the little job of work you do is only part of it. And nearly a small part. The big part is, is where you're connecting with other person in there. And it's the feel-good factor for the individuals, for the two men coming out or three men coming out just after doing the job. And they've had sat down, they've drank the tea and they've had a bit of banter for half an hour and then they go back years. And as I said earlier, they'll talk and tell and share their own experiences. And that's what they love. And they love doing that. For example, I heard you talk about the kids. We have a little intergenerational project on Friday now with School and Paul in Tullamore where we made these planters for outside or a single plank. And we went off and we got a load of peach yesterday and we we're bringing it down. So on tomorrow now, a couple of our lads will go down there and we'll work along with the kids. We'll fill the little things and we'll put in the flowers into them. And the boys are so looking forward to that. They're giving back their little bit of skill, but it's young kids as well. It's a huge example of intergenerational programs and more. And they're nearly well, helping each other. Well, yeah, they are helping yeah, each yeah. other. What a nicer thing you can do, like. This is the side of the men's shed that a man doesn't know if he's not involved. And this is where I'm talking about, and I feel so strong and going back to the structure and to the, something put in place where men are given a taste of this. Right, so let's finish up then with this. Like, what steps can we take as men to help us retire well? I've got another good few years ahead of me <laughs> before retirement. But I'm sure, like, those years fly in fast as well. What steps should we be taking as men to help us prepare to retire well? What have you learned from, say, the men that you've worked with in the sheds? I think, first of all, it's to look around locally. What's there when you're coming to retirement? Well, what would be there for me to do? What would be attractive? So, first of all, it's to kind of research, go to the men's sheds, have a chat with them to see if that would suit you. So, like, plan this well in advance. Looking at volunteering, maybe looking at the services today the elderly, could be bringing people to appointments. It's a whole range of different things that can be done. But for me, it's to actually sit down yourself and say, in X number of years, I won't have a full-time job. So I need to start looking around and see where I could fit in and that way I would be happy with and I would feel that I would enjoy it and go back to it. So I think the top tip is to start thinking now about it. What about you, Tom? I'm just saying to myself, many men out there listening to this podcast that's probably returning in the next year or two years or whatever, or even five years. Take a step back. Look at yourself. What can I give those people? I've had a guy one time come in. He said, Tom, I can do nothing with my hands. I'm useless. I'm hardly able to dress myself. I'd be no good to a shed. One of the best people ever did because you can sit down. He's such a friendly guy to talk and chat and tell yarns. That's a skill. You have skills. You don't realise the skills we have. I would say to guys and their families to support men around, support yourself, support each other. Get talking to someone who's involved in the shed. That's important. Realise that this is not an end of life. This is turning a new page. It's like a new job. You're returning, but you're turning a new page. That's all you're doing. Don't look at it from a morbid side as, oh, I'm finished now. I'm in the dung heap. You're not. By God, you're far from it. Because experience, you have a wealth of experience, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of everything that you can give back. You can give back to the younger people and people coming up behind you. And don't ever forget that. 
you know, you have your own life experience. You can sit, you can talk, you can play a game of cards. You don't have to be able to make bird box. You don't have to turn on a lathe. You don't have to carry wood. All you have to do is be able to come in and communicate and just be there. By doing all that, you then look forward to it. It's to look forward to retirement. Yeah, I think, Liam, is very important. Again, to listeners out there listening to this, even if men are not listening, families might be listening, sons, daughters, and say, look, Dad, I was listening to this. You know, we might tip in as far as Mount Rath next week or Port Harrington or Tullamore. We'll just go in for an hour and see how it goes, maybe spend the day. What would you think? And if that doesn't work, that's fine. That's okay. There are other things that you can do. But don't for one second think that you have to have all the skills and everything in the world, and that's what it's expected of you it's company it's partnership it's meeting new friends it's making new friends planning ourselves what we're going to do tomorrow what suits our environment what we can give back to our society not no matter how small or how little because it's bigger than you think guys thank you so much for coming in and chat today thank you thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed our conversation and i look forward to your next podcast Till then, slon go for you.